For years, the music industry didn't want to discuss the issue of streaming fraud for fear that people would point fingers at one group or another. However, in recent months, the industry has begun to see that fraud is a problem that affects everyone in the ecosystem, and that costs everyone money. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. On today's episode, we talk to Christine Barnum, chief revenue officer at CD Baby, about the new Music Fights Fraud Initiative and how it intends to address this problem. It's all coming up on the future of what? Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lift the crumbs from your table? Can I interfere in your crisis? No, mind your own business. No, mind your own business. My guest today is Christine Barnum. She is the Chief Revenue Officer at CD Baby. Christine, welcome to the future of what? Thank you, Portia. Excited nice to, to be here. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you. So today we are talking about your new initiative that you started with TuneCore and some others. Uh, it's called Music Fights Fraud. But what I wanted to start off with is, you know, what have you guys been experiencing at CD Baby that uh, that sort of pushed you to create Music Fights Fraud? Because, you know, I I feel like fraud in the industry has been around for quite a while since as long as streaming has been happening but it's it's been a little hard to get people to take it seriously or to really admit that it's a problem that affects everybody so i feel like there's like a little bit of a different feeling these days and people are starting to be like hey this is a problem for all of us we need to work together to fix it Absolutely. And I mean, you just nailed a lot of it right there. It's the, the working together to fix it part that I think is critical. But to, to go way back and how I first had the, the seed of an idea about Music Fights Fraud, which at the time had a much less exciting name. Thank you, Andrea Gleason, for a better name. But CD Baby, you know, a long time ago, we had an online retail store and you could sell 99 cent mp3s you could sell physical cds but what i discovered was 99 cent digital mp3s were the perfect testing ground for credit card testers so people would come to our site and they'd have just you know a long list of stolen credit card numbers and this was years ago this was well over a decade ago at this point and they would just test to see if the credit card was valid because they didn't need a delivery address. They didn't have to, you know, see if anything was going to ship anywhere. It was just a real quick 99 cent transaction and see if they could get an authorization in. So we started seeing a lot of chargebacks because of that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then the people doing this caught on and they're like, oh, not only can I see if this credit card number is good, that I can then go either resell on the black market or you know, go and buy expensive items on Nordstrom and, and fence them. People realized that they could sign up their own MP3s, test credit cards using stolen card numbers, and make money off of it. And so it, it got to the point where the people doing this were like, okay, CD Baby pays out every Monday. If I do this Friday, Saturday night, I can rack up a whole bunch of royalties from or, uh, earnings from my, from my downloads I can find out if I have good credit card numbers I can use elsewhere, but then I also get 91% of that. And so we're in this spot where it's like, okay, we're paying them out on Mondays and then, you know, 30, 60, 90 days later getting chargebacks. And we'd already paid this person out 91%. And so it's like we were essentially out of pocket twice, once from the chargeback and once from paying out these royalties. And then we started seeing similar behavior on like the download stores where maybe they would come to CD Baby with a 
valid payment credentials to get their music distributed, but then they'd go to iTunes and start buying their own downloads using stolen credit cards on iTunes. Uh, and that was really the the start of like, okay, this isn't just a, a me problem. This is a this is an industry thing. And so, you know, crackdowns are happening there. Apple doing clawbacks and things like that for stolen uh, payments made using stolen credit cards. And then it kind of quieted down for a little while because, it, you know, it's relatively easy to, to clean up credit card fraud. There are a lot of really great tools out there in the marketplace to prevent it. And then streaming fraud. People figured out streaming fraud. And so that, that's just kind of where we are today. And for a long time, you know, internally, uh, you know, I remember reaching out to my contact at, at Rhapsody and I was like, hey, Scott, like, do you think Rhapsody would be willing to share information because we see things that maybe look a little dicey. Could we run it by you to see if you see things that look dicey on your end? And they were really into it. But then, you know, everyone's legal teams got involved and were like, oh, God, data sharing, scary, bad, don't do it. So it just kind of sat dormant for a long time until it, you know, really became clear, like, okay, this is a problem that everyone is dealing with. It's not just us. It's not just, you know, one or two DSPs. And so I finally put together a proposal on how we could work collaboratively on this and then shared it with TuneCore and Andrea has been a fantastic champion ever since then. So that's kind of where we are. So streaming fraud for people who might be listening but don't really understand it. I mean, I feel like it has morphed and morphed into a whole bunch of different practices, but the the basic idea is you know, streaming fraud illegally inflates or, you know, criminally inflates uh, stream counts and then you know they can either collect the money like you said I mean there's I just feel like these fraudsters like should all be working for Google like they have they're so smart (laughs) the way they think about this stuff I know it's like put that energy to good (laughs) right but they can make it so that they create increased streams but then they can also collect the money from those streams right yeah yeah and there's a few different flavors of it ultimately it ends up with you know, content being artificially inflated in terms of the the number of plays and whether that's maliciously done or errantly done, it is, you know, one of the many different uh, flavors of it. But, you know, we see a couple of things at CD Baby, you know, we have one very specific vantage point as the distributor and we do a lot of fraud checks and screens on the incoming side. And so we weed out the obviously bad actors and transactions, but what we can't measure is intent. And so there might be some narrative well coming through with valid payment credentials. You know, they, they pay for their sign-up fee, everything looks good, there's no no risk concerns. But then they they want that to happen so that then they can get onto other platforms and commit this, you know, manipulative or anomalous streaming behavior. So that's one case. But then we also have legitimate artists who are like, okay, I want to promote my music. And so they fall for basically scams where they're like oh guaranteed plays you know we'll get you on this playlist guaranteed certain number of fixed streams and that's another type because they're just using bots to 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 generate those plays and you know that that's the kind of stuff that's that really breaks my heart because it's like oh the artist was trying to do good and you know get their music out there and then they fell for the scam and get their content pulled from platforms Right. So there's, you know, there's an element of education that we need to do for artists and musicians in general, you know, about 
what can happen and and what things are out there that may look legitimate but are not. I mean, you know, I I tend to tell artists if it looks too good to be true, it definitely is. Like if someone's telling you, oh, for only $49 a month, I can get you, you know, top slot on some hot Spotify playlist or something, you know. I wouldn't, I would not, I would not do that. I, I don't think that's something you can do with Absolutely. $49 a month. Yeah, no, that, I mean, honestly, that, that's what our advice boils down to is, you know, give it the smile test. If it's too good to be true, it, it's because it is. But, you know, so much of what CD Baby has built it, its trust and following on is that, you know, we, we spend a lot of time and energy educating our artists, you know, that use our platform and use others. And that is so much of, of what we have to do because, you know, it's so hard to, to get the volume of content today. It's so hard to get yours to like kind of filter to the top and, and, and get visibility. So, you know, people are wanting to do whatever they can to give them that leg up. And it's like, oh, you really have to do your diligence on that and make sure that you're, you know, you're partnering with or paying for a legitimate service. Right. So can you explain what Music Fights Fraud is going to do and how it's going to sort of work to combat this problem? Yeah, I mean, without giving away too much of the secret sauce, the the ultimate goal is collaboration because no one person or entity or side of the music industry is going to solve streaming abuse. You know, it's going to be a, a collective effort of people sharing information, talking about what they're seeing in a way that satisfies, you know, all the attorneys and privacy people out there. And so that is really my, my number one goal is, you know, if it, one person sees something, experiences something, they have a, an avenue to, to share that, that insight. And then other companies can either be like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing this too, or I'm seeing a slightly different version of it. But just to get that, that conversation happening so that it doesn't balloon into this massive issue that we're dealing with today. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be a little bit naive to think that Music Fights Fraud is going to solve the fraud problem. It's like, no, it's just going to evolve. Uh, one of my, my favorite analogies that I heard a long time ago was that fraud isn't a dragon that you slay. It's a, it's a horde of zombies that you have to keep fighting off. <laughs> and that's the, that's the beauty of fraud. It's like, there's always going to be another wave coming and right. it's going to shift. And like, maybe it's fast zombies this time. Maybe it's slow zombies, but there's always going to be something. But if we're armed and have a way to communicate with, with one another, it won't be as overwhelming as it is today. Right. Absolutely. And, and like you alluded to with your f- initial story about the download fraud, right? Like because technology changes too, you know, it is sort of like you do manage to stop up one hole for a while and then everybody has to sort of shift around and, and find new ways. So, you know, I think the egregious abuses that we've been seeing recently, you know, it, we need to get a handle on that. And, you know, sure, they'll, they'll be, these people are very smart. Like, they'll figure out ways in the future. But at least we will have stopped the, like, stemmed the crazy flow. And I think one of the, you know, one of the, like, m- people might say, well, why is this, you know, why should anyone care about this? Like, why is this, you know, an, an industry-wide issue? Why, it doesn't, why isn't this not just an issue that affects, like, one company or another company? And I think um, there's a lot of factors in that, but one of them is, you know, the way that streaming pays out right now with the pool system of, you know, there's like a a pro rata royalty payment system. You know, if you 
inflate streams illegally or fraudulently, that changes the ecosystem for every single artist and yeah. every single company. So it is really interesting. It's like it's like a problem that's actually affecting everyone. Yeah, yeah. The it dilutes the royalty pool for literally everyone that participates in it. And you know, the majors have opinions about it. I mean, I have opinions about it. Like, I, I want artists to be paid everything that they're that they're owed for consumption right. that's legitimate. And so it's like just the the dilution of the royalty pool is the the biggest issue for me. It's like no. Like, these musicians put their heart and soul in, into their craft and taking away from that just seem, seems unfair. Absolutely. And it is, it's interesting too, because it's, you know, for an industry that has in the past been so very separate, right? Like my transaction over here is my transaction. You know, my, I sold this t-shirt and so that money is mine. Um, the streaming economy changed everything so much. I mean, it, in a way, it weirdly brought us all together in a way that can be positive, right? Because we're now talking about how, you know, this problem affects everyone, so we have to work together. And it, you know, it took us a while to get there, but I think we are now there. And people are realizing, you know, we're, we're, not, gonna f we're not gonna win this if we don't work together. For sure, for sure. And, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's a gradual thing. I mean, I had the first first was thinking about this in like god probably eight nine years ago and i'm like patience <laughs> it might not be my my best attribute but i'm like all right in this case maybe it worked out absolutely so you know what do you think we are going to see as a result in the future you know how do you think this is going to change the industry because in my opinion you know just the fact that everyone's talking to each other is pretty impressive that it's massive like that to me uh, gives me so much hope it makes me so excited for the future because you know we're not going to be over in silos trying to come up with different ways to solve different things you know we can have conversations together to be like okay you know we're seeing this problem how can we fix it i mean honestly if one of the things that comes out of the downsides of fraud is, you know, a shift in how royalties are calculated to be more equitable. That, I mean, that would be massive. You know, I don't, I don't believe that there should be a two-tier system or anything like that. So if, you know, working to solve this problem can solve another one, like I'm all for it. Yeah, I totally agree. And that is a nice place to leave it. So Christine Barnum is the uh, chief revenue officer of CD Baby. And thanks so much for being with me today on The Future of What? Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Clark Buckner at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your ice cream?